Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Listening to ND Fan Radio on One Foot Down, the One Foot Down Podcast, baby! 11 and 0 edition. I am Irish Tightness at Irish Tightness on Twitter. Losing followers as we speak. Directly in front of me. That's right, I said it. In front of me is my brother, ND McFly. We're squaring off. It's like a duel. It is. If you can tell, the room's a little more lively down here. We are in a different location than normal. Yeah. We're in the fallout shelter. It's uh, We're in a reverb chamber is basically what they would call this. Yeah, we're, we're bunkered down here because shit's getting real, folks. Irish are uh, number three in the playoff ranking that just came out tonight. They were one victory against a dirtbag USC team away from being in the playoffs. And we are ecstatic. And we are sheltered in place 
for the fallout of broken hearts everywhere of Irish haters. And Absolutely, man. It feels great. I got those. We got those big gallon, five gallon water bottles and just a bunch of batteries and. Um, that's right. Dehydrated food, and, and that's some, it. And some and po- ammo, and some pack, and some podcast equipment, <laughs> and podcast equipment, and the revolution will be televised. Um, that would be good if 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 slash when this podcast dies, and it will, folks, eventually. Yeah, I, I'm on my last leg with podcasting. <laughs> I mean, are. I'll be honest. You're at the end. No, I mean, we do it ten years. I mean, come on. It's a lot harder to do when Notre Dame wins, isn't it? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? It's funny that you say that too. Cause I know my son mentioned that he's like. I was like, yeah, I got to do the podcast. And he's like, you just don't like doing it because you don't have anything to complain about. And I was like, well, that's probably part. <laughs> that's My probably was just like me. That's probably a large part of it. No, yeah. look, I'm happy, man. But it's also for me, it's kind of a foregone conclusion that Notre Dame's going to go undefeated this year. I mean, after Stanford and you look and you're just like, there's no reason. Yeah. And if Brian Kelly 2.0 is who we think he is which is a guy that's not going to lose to somebody like Tulsa, then it should just be like, okay, let's just sit patiently by as the regular season ticks by as a Syracuse team that scores 40 points a game, puts three on the board, which my, to my understanding, I was in an airplane when this game concluded. Was that's like a last second field goal? There, there was a totally a token field goal at the end. <laughs> and, and, the, and the possession before that, or maybe two possessions before that, um, was an attempted token field goal that oh, hit that they the missed. upright. Uh, that's the good. Upright. That was, so, it should have been karma. Like, hey, Dick, don't. Yeah, no. A lot of people are like, "Come on, this is clearly to to get rid of the uh, the shutout." But you know what? Michigan couldn't do it. The lot, you know, back back when they Notre Dame played them. So more power to Syracuse. But you said it. You said it. There, there's a two prong thing here, and you uh, to get to your credit. You were saying it was a foregone conclusion that Notre Dame would be undefeated this year way before I thought it was. No, ever. But it, and there's two parts of that. One, Brian Kelly 2.0 is not susceptible to the quote-unquote trap game. Seemingly, he's not. And and on the other side, th- there's nobody on the schedule that could do yeah. it. And, and despite the media hype and types trying to do their best to make some of Notre Dame's opponents seem like world beaters. They're I mean, all paper tigers. When they played Votek. Even Syracuse. Dude, Syracuse. Number 12 in the ex- country. Exactly. I mean, exactly. And we would have thought that Votek was was playoff bound. When, yeah, when and they it was played. interesting because it was in Blacksburg, but good. And, but they lost a ton of people. And, They're getting murdered this, by... And this always happens to Notre Dame, though. I don't complain about it. It just It is what it is. But look, Stanford was was what? Top 10 when they played? I think they were they seven. Were seven and yeah, I think so. I Stanford think they were number seven. clearly not. Yeah. I was looking at some uh, Dexter Williams stats. Bryce Love is like the 75th ranked running back in the country. And I'm just like, clearly they're not the team that they were, you know, but like, again, you said it, the, the tendency to really get susceptible to the trap game. The only time I think we saw it was Pitt and we were willing to really give Pitt yeah. more credit than we were willing to give Brian Kelly blame in that game. And outside of that, this game to me was the quintessential the, the media is trying to prop up Notre Dame's other teams to make it compelling, especially on a weekend where nothing else was doing in college football, right? Yeah. This is the only thing that had anything going on at all. Yeah. But to be fair, ridiculous jerseys notwithstanding, um, Notre Dame had a couple of spurts and stutters in this game, but for the most part, Syracuse had nothing. They had absolutely nothing. Can I tell you a story? So I watched this game in Houston, Texas at an outdoor party. Okay. Uh, like a house, a really nice house at my boss's house that opens up, like all the doors just slide open and turn like a three season room into basically an open air 
place. Yeah, because right? you're in Houston and you can do you're that. In Houston. It's 70 if, degrees. If you do that here, you open the door and it's, all of a sudden like an arm falls off, it's right? It's 70 degrees. It's absolutely freaking beautiful. I'm with a bunch of people I work with. I'm down in Texas and and the game kicks off. And one of the guys who's kind of a big Notre Dame fan is like, oh, what's where are they playing? You know, that just kind of shows you how disconnected some people are like oh what what is this is this yeah. yankee stadium yeah. i didn't know they were wearing new jerseys i was like yeah i mean and then i make my little quip about how they should make brian kelly trot out and his general manager and the dude next to me who's who's a texas fan but he is extremely knowledgeable on college football i mean like encyclopedic knowledge yeah uh, and knows a ton about Notre Dame. It's really, it's, it's crazy. I mean, he can talk Irish uh, for a guy that's not a Notre Dame fan. It, it's, it's fairly impressive. He's also a big baseball fan. And he goes, dude, I love those jerseys. And I was just like, oh, yeah. I think if you haven't been subjected to Notre Dame's other shamrock snafus. Can we just call it the shamamigans sh- series? Sh- snafu, yeah. Shamfu. Um, yeah, I think if you haven't that been is, subjected, it's the Sham Wow. It's the Sham Wow <laughs> series. If you, but wait, there's more. If you hadn't been subjected to it as a Notre Dame fan, I, I that agree. could be because he loved him. Now if, he's a bit. He's he's like, dude, those are awesome. Yeah. Well, again, if you like baseball, I'll be honest. When I looked at him and I saw the game, it wasn't that they were that ugly. It's that they were boring. When I watched the game, I thought they were very boring. They look like a high school. They look like a high school baseball team. To me, they look like a, it was. They were blue. Like Dwanger. They look yeah. like Bishop Dwanger. Yeah, exactly. It was like navy blue jersey, pinstripe pants, yeah. and blue helmet. And it was like, for all the other stuff that was crazy, which I have indicted in the past, it looked very pedestrian. I was like, this yeah. looks like a little league team. You know what I mean? Well, Joe's it makes pizza. It, it makes the execution of the green jerseys, which it, navy numbers that we didn't love, notwithstanding, it actually makes the execution of the green jerseys the week prior look pretty damn solid. Well, that's a lot closer to something that Notre Dame fans can can love and appreciate. A, you had the gold helmets, and then and then green, yeah. which again, I I nominate. If they would have had the gold helmets with that uniform, it, even it that might've. alone would have. But then, but then it wouldn't have been a mashup. Then it would have been too like that would have been oil and water, right? So they didn't have to just change say the helmet. Fuck with the helmet? Yes. You just can. you have the best helmet. Once they started doing the hydrographics or whoever's doing them now too, and it went from like brown, it went from like khaki, a pair of khakis in Willingham to like a slightly more gold version of brown in Weiss mm-hmm. to when they started okay, you know, legit hydro, you know, dipping yeah. helmets. Those things are insane. Yeah, I mean, they no, took it great. to the next level. There's right. absolutely no reason to ever put anything else on top of your head. Yeah. Inside again, the lines than that. Yeah. And nobody out there should get me wrong. I'm not a purist that says it needs to be Penn State where nothing is ever throwback. Not the, Nothing's not ever the Rockney leather bullshit. I mean, look, that's, that's... All I'm saying is if you if you only do it this one time a year and it's a gimmick, it's like they try to shove every idea yeah, into one thing. I just think I don't even want Notre if Dame you to be, do, and I'm not a fan of alt jerseys anyways, I'd rather see a throwback, but he... That would be the only time I would say change your helmet is if you're doing a throwback and you do the helmet in another design, which I guess maybe the Rockney helmet leather thing kind of works. Yeah. But I'm talking more like if you go Madonna blue with the shamrock on the side, you know. Yeah. Just the whole thing is it's fashion. Look, the whole ensemble has to work. That's the story. All right. So to, just to bring it back full circle, I watched it. People liked it. I was I was completely shocked that anybody would say it was good. 
Uh, I saw probably the first almost a half left, maybe like five minutes until halftime, hopped in an Uber, went to Houston Hobby Airport, went through TSA, got on an airplane, tried to watch this game via GameCast, sat on a tarmac, and then flew home and missed the second half. What I did see is when I logged in the next time was that Brandon Wimbush had rush carries, and I was like, what the what? Yeah, right. And I actually have a little I have a little piece on that. Let's actually. talk about it because I sent out the Twitter and thanks to everybody who uh, replied to me because I'm sitting next to a Texas A&M guy who's seeing my Twitter notifications like bing 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 bing. He's like, damn, this guy's a high roller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. It, well, Brandon Wimbush came in for one play, maybe two, and it was like, what's going on? It was one of these old like, oh, Ian Book's like, helmet's broken. What are the circumstances of in, which Wimbush? That's what I thought he, it was. And they're he like, no, in, he was in the backfield. He came in for like two plays as a change of pace at QB. That's, but then, but late in the game, he's he's running QB too. You know what I right, mean? Right. Which that was pr- prior to that. I, it was just he came in, which I assume is to put something on film. Well, to I, mess with. I see you looking at your bourbon. Do we need to pause this? No, and go read no, it? it's fine. I was just making sure that I got all of it. That's all. all. I just didn't want to be wasteful. Here's why I think Brandon Wimbush was on the field. One, this game really at 36 to 0, I believe it was, or 33-0. Maybe Notre Dame's field goal was after, but I think it was 36-0, right? At that point, when Notre Dame is beating Syracuse by that in the fourth, it feels like 103 to zero and there's no excuse yeah, yeah, not to get book off who who had was banged up no 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 but and then you did, but Wimbush sure. came in at running back either it must have been very late in this first half or very early in the third quarter yeah right to try to get this different look but that wasn't something they committed to for a long period no no of time. no but that's just to put something on film so that exactly. Clemson yes, or Alabama yes. or whoever we face right. Is, but most of what you saw statistically matter, was him being quarterback. Gotcha, right? I gotcha. That's all I'm saying. But to your point, to your point, I think that it was interesting that they put him in in here. I think it's very important to keep him engaged. I think it's very important yeah. if if you have the margin to do that, it's very important to, Shit, to dude, throw him a bone. Let's look. I make mean, sure he's Nick ready to Saban go. Saban benched, freaking benched. He benched his starting quarterback in the national championship game. Yeah. No, it's bizarre. I mean... It was just like, hey, dude, go grab a seat. I don't care that you're undefeated as a starter. You've lost one game in your career. Right. I mean, that's that's unreal. So who the hell knows what's going to happen? Well, let me say this, and this is is to the credit of not only Brandon Wimbush, um, but also Ian Book this year. And we've kind of alluded to this, alluded, not alliterated, we've alluded to this throughout the year, and that the Notre Dame quarterback's ability to rush has been kind of a game changer. So I thought really... How impactful has it been? So I ran down comparing Notre Dame to their opponents. So this that's my offer for this week in terms of a statistical module. Notre Dame's quarterbacks, whether it was Ian Book or Brandon Wimbush or both, which we've seen all scenarios this year, as rushers, they average for all Notre Dame's 11 games so far, the quarterback position averages 44.6 positive rush yards per game. Which I think is a really nice and number. Include, and that includes sacks and, that and includes everything sacks, else, right? Which yep. sometimes that's a hole that you have to dig out of. Now, let's take Notre Dame's opponents. I understand most of those don't have a running quarterback, although Ball State did, and Navy obviously has a quarterback that can yep. be a run threat. The opponents averaged 4.9 positive rush yards from the quarterback position. So it just shows you Notre Dame stacked up against a myriad list of opponents really was able to contribute a lot of rush yards from the QB position. And to your earlier point, was able to rise above those negative sack yards. Six times this year, Notre Dame's opponent 
quarterback position had negative yards, which yeah. meant the sacks were outweighing anything they were able to do in terms of scramble. Notre Dame's only been negative twice in terms of QB rush yardage, and it was minus seven and minus six. For now, a whole game? For a whole game. And they're still averaging 45? Absolutely. Wow. So that was Ball State, where Notre Dame had negative QB rush yards, and Vatek, Notre Dame had negative QB rush yards. They've never been over 100, but they've had 70, 80. I mean, just really good production. And that's kind of what... what and they, they also have five rushing touchdowns from the QB position. The opponents only have three, two of which were Northwestern's quarterback. Yep. He had two rushing touchdowns, but he had negative yards on the day. So the whole point I'm making is it's one of those you know, curious little X factors that has made this team stay undefeated in my mind. They've had a great defense. They've had a great offense. But to me, there's two things that are very unsung benefits to this team. The QB rushing production. And the other one is Yoon. Yoon's kicked a lot of I thought you said you. I was like, no, yeah, you. it is me, not dude. You. It's no, me. No, it's not. <laughs> Justin Yoon has kicked a lot of field goals this year. Yeah. He's kicked a lot of field goals I hope we... from distance. In 2012, the game against USC, I'm happy that they won. That's what sent them to the national championship. Yeah. But let's not whitewash history. That game was kind of shit. That's the one where they had like nine field goals, Ten, right? I think they kicked five field goals. Yeah. I mean, that game was kind of shit. Mm-hmm. I hope, sincerely hope, we don't have something like that against USC. Not, I mean, look, a win is a win and winning's hard and all these other, you know, memes and, okay, you know, put it on a cake. Winning's hard. Send it, you know, okay, fine. However... Notre Dame seems to finally really have some mojo here. They were a listless ship at times in the season, not because they were a threat of actually losing games. They, I don't think they were. But, you know, you come out of Ball State or Pittsburgh or one of these other games, you just, you're not brimming with confidence right. necessarily. As a fan, and I would think maybe in some regards as a team, and if you're a good coach, you can motivate your players and say, hey, look, man, we're not even playing our good ball. You, We said, look, they beat Virginia Tech in the second half. They smoked them playing like a B-plus game of what this team should have been capable of. So the fact that you can take a team like Syracuse, who, again, is probably not the number 12 team in the country, or maybe they are by proxy just because you can't name 10 teams better, but the point remains they were stacking points on folks left and right. Yeah. They were stacking them deep and selling them cheap, and Notre Dame's like, "Uh uh-uh, we ain't going to do that. So this has to be a great feeling. Um, Yeah. I don't want this to set up for a death bucket situation, but the way that Notre Dame's playing right now it seems something that I believe they, if they played their best game, I think they could be Clemson. Yeah. I think they could be Clemson. Well, I don't know what would happen against Alabama. That's, you know, and I, and I've made some comments again down in this thing in Texas and people are like, look, man, College, and, and there's I, I'm with a bunch of people from Oklahoma. I'm with a bunch of Oklahoma fans. I'm with a bunch of Oklahoma State fans. I'm with some Texas fans. So I'm with like a, a, a cross-section of fan bases that I don't typically interact with, right? Yeah. Um, and, and in fact, Oklahoma State went on to beat West Virginia later in the day. But everybody's like, look, man, college football is weird. You know, you just got to be there. You just got to be. You just don't know what's going to happen. I mean, you. what if somebody's quarterback gets knocked out? You know, <laughs> they said that probably five minutes before Syracuse's quarterback goes dead before Dungey yeah. goes down. But uh, but I think that's a, a good point. It's like, yeah, Jalen Hurts got benched and Tua came in and saved the day in the national championship. And that's fine. But what if Tua gets knocked out of a national championship and Hurts doesn't have his best stuff that day? There's 
there's an inkling of a chance that you could win that game. It's a long shot, what though the odds, but their point, and which is valid, it's like, hey, if you're there, who knows what can happen? Well, I think that's a very valid point. And not only that, specifically the quarterback position, you mentioned Jalen Hurts and Tua. I mean, think about it. In the past few years, you've seen the championship team either in the final game or in the lead up to the final game, Ohio State. You've seen starting quarterbacks for the end ending national championship team go down. Well, and, and the then filling and guy look, becomes Ohio State very had important. the JT Barrett Carnell Jones yeah. kind of situation. Right. I mean, it's, I mean, maybe Kelly knew that. Maybe that's why he was do, d- dinking around with the QBs this year. Just just to it's it's a great insurance insert pro- himself into the uh, into the big boy club. Look, well, look, it's like we we go <laughs> we go back to the, some of the analogies we used earlier this year. When you're going on a trip, it's like we got to get the contingency vehicle checked out as well. We're going I mean, on a trip. When on you, our favorite rocket ship. You mentioned USC. Do you know that song? No. Your kids are too old. Little no. Einsteins, baby. Come good, on. Good. I'm glad they're... T- yeah. No, I'm not <laughs> glad they're too old. It's like I have to listen to Ariana Grande every day. It's ridiculous. You mentioned the 2012 USC game, and here's what's interesting about that. It was like all that... Ma- it's just win. Just win to, keep, yeah. to preserve the undefeated. And you're right. The game was the game was kind of ugly. This was the late last game, and we have the same thing this year. But here's the difference. I mean, Notre Dame finally has crescendoed into November. Yeah, I mean, I think it's right. fair to say that. Look, Pittsburgh got a little bit dicey, okay? But beyond that, Florida State was an absolute, you know, pimp slap. I mean, <laughs> <What's> <laughs> per- I mean it was. That's the perfect ex- expression, too. That was that was a quintessential little ba- p- little bitch, go- please. A little gold bond baby that's powder. Right. And just, you know, I mean, that's what it was. That's right. I mean, forget with it. A gl- not even with a hand, with a glove. They didn't, you got bitch slapped with they, a glove. They didn't even show up, you know, not at all. And <laughs> then feels so good to say, too, And then about Syracuse, look, we did, our be- we did our best as well in the podcast to be like, well, Syracuse is the game I'm worried about. Syracuse is the game I'm worried about. But well, look, look, team rankings gave it. A seventy hey. percent chance, which was still pretty high. I guess team rankings has Notre Dame at seventy nine point five percent chance of going undefeated now. Look, the numbers are what they are. Seventy nine point. They, they were ranked 5. number twelve in the country. They were scoring forty four points a game. Babers is a, is a hot commodity in the in the coaching circles. Everybody loves them. Everybody's excited. You know, and then and Notre Dame comes out and Syracuse can do nothing. This yeah. is a forty-four point a game team. I'm not saying this is just well, a team that's quarterback randomly ranked. got knocked out, which doesn't hurt. But. No, it doesn't. But I'm just saying, like the fact when you show up, I mean, the world takes notice. Notre Dame is finally ready at this time of year, and they're believing. It's not like they're they're collapsing across the finish line like that one Gatorade commercial yeah, yeah, where right, the person's exactly. quad it, you, muscles you, shut down. When they blew their wad going through like the last eight, you know, from 80 to 90% of the race. And then in that final 10%, you're just spent. Yeah, because the race ended at the end of the season. Yeah, that's, that's in right. In 2012. That's right. That was the end of the race. And everything beyond that was like, we're just happy to be here. And we talked about it this year, but yeah. now everybody's like, no. It's not good enough. And that's now right. I'm not I'm not ready to say no. And that's take off. all a direct result of our podcast of in twenty sixteen. Of course it is. Of I'm not, demanding higher standards I'm from not, people. I'm not ready to say Notre Dame <laughs> is gonna pick off Bama, but I think that most people in Notre Dame Big Tent right now, I think they all believe Notre Dame Listen, can win a playoff game. I think and I do too. I think if they play anybody in the country not named Alabama or Clemson, they have a extremely good chance of winning. Right. If they play Clemson, they're going to have to play one of their best games, but they're absolutely capable of doing so. And I would give them a fighter's, a puncher's chance against Clemson. 
to beat Alabama, you're going to need some kind of fucking miracle or just a total fluke. Like everything lines up. Jupiter was aligned with Pluto. Not fluke. You're going to need the flu. Yeah, you're just going to need something crazy. But to everyone's point at this party, as I'm the condescending negative Notre Dame dick that I am, they're like, look, dude. Shit like that happens fairly often. It does. It does you know, happen. It usually happens against you, so that's why you're so jaded. Right. But stuff like that happens. Well, you're right. Old and Dominion beats Virginia Tech. Appy State beats Michigan. Somebody, you know, Rocky takes down Ivan Drago periodically. It's yeah. just like that happens every now and again. And you got you gotta get there. Don't be and I'm like, hey, I fully discount it. Okay. I've walked it back to say that, A, I just went from it's not even a death bucket game because you know you have no chance. So there's at least that's the silver lining to that Notre Dame has the same chance of beating Alabama that Florida State had of beating Notre, right. Notre no, Dame, I agree. which is like less than 7%. But, here's, but there's still a chance. The only chance that anybody has of beating Alabama is that they are actually so good. And this sounds insane to say, but it's that they're so good. And they've been anointed so long ago as this year's champion, like come July 4th, everybody's like, oh, so let's just give Alabama that Dr. Pepper trophy, you know, pass another hot dog. But here's the thing. At some point, and Nick Saban's very mindful of this. He calls it rat poison, right? He talks yeah. about oh, this is rat poison. He's very mindful of this. There's nobody on planet Earth that's telling anybody on Alabama's football team in earnest that they are not already yeah. the champions. Nobody. And here, and here's what I found really interesting. I'm sure that they pulled a lot off the playbook. I'm sure they pulled a lot of guys off the field against Citadel. But let's be honest. Citadel. That that game is kind of interesting, you know? It's like hey, 10 did, to 10. 10 I mean, to 10 at halftime. What was Citadel doing, by the way? Are you familiar with, with the game plan? That I'm, Citadel... not, I'm not familiar at all. Oh, they were running had, triple with, option, with my man. Well. They were running option football, baby. And and now you see, you know, you see Wimbush coming where back. Have I and... heard, where have I heard that as a formula for beating Alabama yeah. before? Jeez, well, man. It's almost like these guys know what they're talking about. Look, hey, listen, I don't Alabama, think... there's a girl at the bar that is so hot. She's hotter than any girl that anybody has ever seen in this kind of bar, right? This girl's smoking, but everybody sees her and she they see how attractive they and they instantly say, We got no chance. Yeah. So nobody talks to so her. So nobody talks to nobody her. Nobody talks to her all night. Oh, by the way, this girl's looking to hook up. Yeah. And some schmuck who's just like, I'm drunk, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Just goes up and says something. Hey, that's all it takes, right? Yeah, because at that point she's starting to get like a confidence. You've problem. looked at your drink the three times now. It's just do you want? It, no, it's just because it's sitting right there. It's, it's an no. empty glass. What do you want? It's fine. The glass is complete empty, right? That's how I view the no, season. No, the glass is zero. The glass is zero full. <laughs> no, exactly. You, you pessimist bastard. You're, you're what are you, right. You're doing doing negative podcasting. You owe Brian Killen apology. Look, all we're trying to do. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not using this week's podcast to try to say Notre Dame has the shot against. They Bama. don't. Dude, they really don't. They, they really don't. don't. However, I. I but do miracle happen but miracles do happen i absolutely believe in miracles and you're right in college football it's a lot different than what the nfl is and even in the nfl crazy things happen but it's a lot different and anything can happen but here's the good news when you look at notre dame this year and i'll admit i mean first of all we've all made this we've all had to make some sort of journey from like is this team really that good and then they're like wow they looked really good against stanford they look really good against Vatech. 
and then they just keep accumulating wins. But I'll be honest, a huge part of me thinking that Notre Dame is so great and thinking that Notre Dame is capable of doing so many fantastic things in the playoff is because it's like the week three now that nobody else has been undefeated. And that flawless record means so much in college football. Is Notre Dame really playing better it football means, than Michigan right now? It means that much in perception, and it means that much in the BCS mentality of yeah. just survive and advance. But that... but. But, does, but the last two weeks, Notre Dame has done it the right way. I mean, the last two weeks, there has been absolutely no doubt that they are, they've done everything they could do against the team, against them on the field. I mean, they're not There's winning no, triple overtime games against Pittsburgh and kicking five field goals against USC. So in that even regard, then, I, you and I podcasted about maybe Notre Dame has a chance because the yes, defense is so good. because we were delusional idiots at that point <laughs> we're in time. Not, we're not now. We were, we were walking— is it fair Look, to say? there's sunflower seeds everywhere. There's this tunnel that must lead to heaven. Is that salt? And there's food. And just like, yeah. it's free. Look, inside this bucket. This thing must be 10 meters deep of yeah. just... It's pure seeds. Yes, exactly. Right? You're about to Scrooge McDuck into, into, a, into a bucket full... Oh, except for there's water. The seeds go all the way to the bottom. That's right. So that was death bucket. Yeah. That is how the death bucket gets set up. But isn't it fair to say this year... Don't, do you, is it fair to say that Notre Dame is 50-50 in the first playoff game? Are they 70-30? Like, what are the chances against Clemson? I mean, Notre Dame, mm. Notre Dame has a 30-70. to 70. The thing that scares me at this point, knock on wood, is that... The regular season ends. There's a huge period of time between the end of the regular season and the playoff. And Which something, I hate. Yeah, and something Stefferson happens. Yeah. Something Stefferson, something Ford Tempo happens. Somebody steps Something up. Prentice Wisely happens. If you get that reference, please at me, Irish Tightness. Prentice Wisely. Do you know Prentice? Do you know the Prentice Wisely reference? Yes, this was okay. a, um, at me. I do. At Irish Tightness. I that, do. That, that shows your chops right there. That's that's what concerns me, and, and you know, it grades and and whatever, you know. Yeah. But I mean, as it stands right now, I I don't think it's fifty fifty chance against Clemson, but I would give them seventy five twenty five. Yeah, which I agree, and I'd give them ninety three to six against Bama. So I would take a, yeah. maybe maybe seventy thirty against Clemson. Here's what I, if they play as good as they can play, which yeah. you know it's a big if, but Brian Kelly seems to have things at least pointed. And he, they're, they're focused this year, man. They really are, and the assistants are doing their damn jobs. Well, you're right, and, and they're not just Kelly's buddies; they're actually qualified people. Apparently, no, here's what I like about this year. And again, I'm just I'm kind of grasping at straws here, but it is a silver lining. Clemson believes they can beat Alabama. Well, they, they believe that, and they've done it. Alabama believes that they could beat, you know, the Spanish Armada if they wanted to, because every, nobody's told them any different. What I do like about Notre Dame is what you said. They're not only focused, but they have to be focused. You can't wing it. The playoff is different than getting to that final game in 2012 where it's like, the planet's aligned, you're undefeated, and you're there, man. You're, th you're yeah. there. Like, even the first playoff game, there's a real chance for that to go south. Especially in year three for Kelly. That's the, that was the other thing, too. It's like... And he's been there before. All, all these things that exist I don't, now, I don't I really feel like. like they're going to interview him before the game, and he's going to look like... That's the same thing as the chick at the bar. It's like, okay, now you got some pud, some you know, some pud kid who's like, you know, he's working a factory job, he's just sitting there drinking a long neck, who just basically lands a Victoria's Secret model. Yeah. And then they're like, all right, let's go. You know, it's just like you want to get out of here. And then he realizes he's in over. He's like, oh shit. 
Yeah, and he starts like now I got to now I got whoa what yeah, what, what, are, what her expectations he's might rubbing, be he's and rubbing he's, the air freshener he, on his armpits yes, and he's he and that was out. Kelly in the beginning in the interview and he's like well I just told the guy sometimes the team that makes the most mistakes is the team that wins and you're like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> yeah, right, dude right. are you serious you're yeah. rolling out with a game plan that says throw to Eifert nine thousand times and just pucker your ass and yeah. hope, hope hope a fairy comes down and sprinkles points on your side of the scoreboard. Yeah. Yeah, but they're not gonna. He, they're past that. No, they're past that. And exactly. And he, and you can tell when you when he talks before games now. Yeah, he he seems to get it finally. No, I agree. And and all here's all these things I like. And again, this is not about Bama. This is about Notre Dame just being prepared to be in this moment. Forget Alabama for a minute. Here's what I like. Notre Dame has been there before, and I like now the fact that they were completely embarrassed in 2012 what? because yeah. y- you live and learn, right? Like It's like a fool me once kind of situation. I like the fact that, to your point, the coordinators are on both sides of the ball are seemingly the right people. I like the fact that Notre Dame is is versatile on offense. You you really can't shut Notre Dame down with there, one defensive tactic. Now that's again, that's kind of a political it, spin on on the fact that they didn't run as much as maybe well, people wanted. They didn't. They, but, but Notre Dame has done it this year with running with Dexter. They've done it with Ian Book being able to throw the ball around and you have some fallback positions even if Book was banged up again. Wimbush is here's the, it would be a miracle game, but Wimbush is a viable QB at this point. You got a lot of guys catching balls now for Notre Dame. You know, you got Armstrong making a little bit of noise. Dexter is who he is. Chip Chip Long calls amazing games. Like I haven't who has had a play calling gripe in the past eight weeks? Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. I mean, other than Here, run the ball, run the ball, but I'm talking about actual plays that make no sense. You don't see it. Here's the one thing that kind of scares me though, or or that would bring you back to earth here. We and we said this before. They've got so much talent, like defensive front line, like legit talent. Yeah. But let's just do the out loud game. We'll just say this out loud. Like Notre Dame's offensive weapons, and they're playing create. They're they're playing out of their minds. They're doing everything. I know star rankings doesn't mean everything or whatever. Mm-hmm. But Ian Book is their quarterback. Let's take Dexter Williams out. I mean, dude, they're throwing to Chris Fink is like one of their most dynamic weapons. Yeah, I mean, Boykin's good, but he's not. I mean. I like I like Chase Claypool. I, my point is these are like I don't want glorified walk. It's somewhere between glorified walk on and and someone that could be going to Nebraska. No, I just, see. It's just, I, agree. I mean, they're just. I love these guys. They're playing their asses off. Be, but you know, but you don't see a Michael Floyd, right? That's I, the th- Dexter and, is and, there. And, De- I think Dexter is. And so is. you know, against Syracuse's defense, against FSU, who's you know, I mean, uh, that's fine. And look, I I get it. They you know, boy, they had the catch against uh, LSU last year in the Citrus Bowl. That yeah. you know, book through it, and was it Claypool caught it or Boykin or whoever had the that was Boykin. Yeah, you know. So I mean, those that. And that's that's big boy defense, I guess. But it's just like that. I would feel a hell of a lot more confident if these were like Wimbush and Alize Mack and Dexter Williams, who's you know, and, and yeah. just like top line talent guys who are performing at at an absurdly high level because that's what the defense is doing. Yeah, 
and that's what every other team that makes a playoff, by and large, is going to have. Well, and, and, and I'm not like I don't not to knock what they're doing. Their production's great, but at the end of the day, is this Jimmy Chitwood, you know, no, I agree. or is or, I agree. is or is and, this LeBron James? And here? I think that's a take that I haven't really heard, and, and I like it. It's unique. I mean, look, we've seen Notre Dame have that's Michael, a hot take. Follow me at Irish take. Tightness on Twitter at you've Irish seen, Tightness. You've seen Notre Dame in, in relatively recent memory. You've seen Notre Dame have the likes of Golden Tate and Michael Floyd, right? And even even Clawson, like you to your point about coming in as a recruit, you know. And Book is, I mean, look, how do you, how do you knock the guy that's leading the country, you know, or at least for for a time in, in completion percentage? However, it just doesn't have that marquee five star electric type feel. And I I do agree with that. I think Dexter is is. Dexter's the one player deal. that's gotten but there. But the line is kind of, The know, line is, man. And, and it's also very hard to stack them up. Again, look at last year. You got two guys that go in the top 10 of the NFL draft, which is ridiculous. And they're both amazing linemen already. And, and Quinn Nelson, I know you don't watch any NFL. Like, dude, he is dominating. I saw the, the thing on Twitter where he, like, trucked some dude and screamed and in yelling. his face or yeah, something. Yeah, he, he's fantastic. And Did McGlinchey, you hear he got fined for that? No, I thought the, I thought the whole thing the, was it, like a mock-up. I thought it was no, it actually, became viral. It was got viral that that little snippet on Twitter because because yeah. he was screaming as he was face planting that guy, and uh, then they looked at it closer and said, "Oh, it looks like he led with his head." on oh, that block so they Jeez. whacked him with 25 stacks or something like that no and i follow san francisco so mcglinchy's been great but you're right like the line is not there but but the thing that notre dame has this year is talent through and through and through on the defense for sure and there's not well even on offense i mean they're talented and they're all playing they're i mean look i would take i would take a three-star guy playing at 110 percent of his potential versus a five-star guy playing at 70 percent yeah well, you know I mean, but the point is the teams that make the playoff and that win national championships are not five stars no, playing at 70%. They're five stars playing at 95%. I agree. And you I think, saw that when Joey Bosa was starting to eat Deshaun Kaiser's face off yeah. before he got booted, you know? No, so. and that's true. You know, and again, and even on, you know, on the defense, it's like, look, Tranquil, amazing. Coney, amazing. But you don't have Jalen Smith or Teo back there. You do have talent. So you got Julian Love, who is well, and Elliot, man, I mean, and Gilman. I mean, again, do you have you have a solid future? A guy, like, and then you have a guy on the offense like Chris Fink. I love every time Chris Fink no, returns. Punt, I love watching him. But is he really like the who's the guy that did the Auburn pick six or kick six? Chris Davis. I don't know. You know, what I mean, it's not like is he really this elite level return? Yeah, it's Wes man? Welker. I mean, it's cool. It's, you know a, it's I mean? a nice complimentary this piece. A guy like it's, it's Percy a, Harvin or something like that. It's a nice that, complimentary you know? piece. But let's not pretend. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. But the thing is, none. None of these guys have disappeared. Who's, but let's not, let's not pretend it's Devin Hester. That's all I'm saying. Exactly, exactly. However, week in and week out, and I'm starting to sound like Kelly here, but the reality is week in and week out, these guys are just doing their job and performing really well. Boykin. Which is such a departure from Brian Kelly coach teams. That, see, that's the thing. That's why, I think that's why I can skate by with not watching the Navy game. I was at a charity auction or missing half this game. I was in an airplane or what was the other game I missed? Ball State. I don't know what I was doing. Uh, there's so many. It's care. hard for me to. <laughs> it's hard for me to remember. But these guys are at least. It's like do you have now have confidence that people at a minimum just do your damn job, right? Yeah. From both coaches and players. I mean, for a long time that wasn't the case. Yeah. You know, I'll use. So it. We're, we're we're we've progressed and 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 evolved past that. Well, where that's a problem. Listen, I'll, I'll throw you a, a golf bone here. Now that we're past the freeze point, but we got Tiger and Phil coming up right oh, that's in the right. In, in the head to head in Vegas. Here's the thing, Notre Dame. If Notre Dame was a golfer right now, it's the guy that just hits straight. He never 
outdrives anybody, right? And he's not hitting any eagles and, and maybe only a few birdies, but he hits dead straight. He does all the right things. You know he what just I mean? never wins? It, no, I'm just saying, and he, and he does win, but it's like the VJ Singh, you know what I mean? Like the dude's not the celebrity, but you're just, you're always number two. You know what I mean? And I think that... Yeah, that sounds more like Ricky Fowler. I'm just saying, well, I'm, I'm dating myself because I haven't watched golf in a long time, but all I'm saying is Notre Dame is, you're right. They're not the flashy, look at me, talent. There's nobody on the Heisman radar. They could be. Despite the fact that every year tr- somebody tries to get a Notre Dame guy thrown yeah, that, in the mix, they got nobody at that level. That's surprising because they've got talented guys. I just, for whatever reason... I... Well, the only guy that had a shot was Dexter and he sat for four games. Yeah. You know, he's the only guy that could have got there. Or, and what or Ian, Steph and he got booted. But I mean, look, maybe they could get even, a little more discipline on the Ian, offensive side of the ball and stay Ian, on the fucking team. Look at Ian Book. Okay, to me, one of the most impressive and important stats this entire season for Notre Dame is Ian Book's completion percentage. To me, it's one of the most important stats. However, that's not that sexy. It, it's not that. It doesn't yeah, get you on it's sports. Like this guy center. takes regular dumps. Right? Yeah, exactly. Good for you, this dude. guy's very regular. It's like, dude, your your blood pressure is one ten over eighty. It's like that's amazing. You're really healthy, but it's not. <laughs> right. You're not winning any Olympic right. medals, you know. Right. And all these guys. M- meanwhile, on, the guy next to you is pounding Red Bulls and running laps. And you're like, wow. But man. it's more entertaining. You're like, wow, this guy right here has got a lot of energy. Mean. Oh, by the way, his heart's about to explode. Right, exactly. <laughs> and think about it. Nobody's had like a four touchdown. You know what I mean? You're not seeing that you're not seeing this game like yeah. michael floyd had games where it was the michael floyd show well it didn't hurt that charlie weiss if one play worked well, weiss would run it nine nine times in a row after but you know what eifert had games like that and golden tate had games like that and the only guy on the entire offense that can do it is dexter and the defense is just so much more solid well, than they were they're just so much better well, and see my, so much... i mean people had tweeted me back on uh, at Irish Tightness. I think that's my fourth one. How you ner- doing? How are you doing on that follower count, by the uh, way? 960? 960? Yeah. You're getting nervous about your follower count dropping. No, I'm not. It's the kindler, gentler, hey, their name's 11 and 0, baby. <laughs> and the follower's just like, Pew. That's why people are, st- that's why people stop following me. Because you don't say anything I'm, angry I'm starting anymore. to be positive now. It's a, it's a bear market. Or a, <laughs> yeah, it's a bull market. And nobody, nobody's interested. You only had short sellers. I got 954. <laughs> Whatever. You ruined my train of thought, man. I don't know All where I'm I was going with is, that. All I'm saying is, look, no, this is this is the nicest Notre Dame team you've seen. This is like it's orderly, it, it, dude. Every, it all makes sense. It's orderly. There's been, there's been a little bit of there's been a little bit of hiccup on the special teams, but look, if you're gonna have a unit of a football team be a little bit sporadic, it needs to be special teams and not defense. But and not sure, offense. shit doesn't need to be your offensive line. Exactly. And but Notre Dame has beaten everything that was put in front of them this year. They've done some really really nice things. But they're not superstars, and there's nothing wrong with that. They're just it. it maybe it's the Notre Dame persona. Maybe it's the schedule. Maybe it's the fact you that know guys. What I do you know what I did like though? I, it feels like I, I almost f- think that like you can if if you have something that you know is is, is here's what it seems like to me like Brian Kelly. For instance, uh, Book was out for the Florida State game, right? So mm-hmm. Wimbush was the starter. And it seems to me like they said to the team, to the offensive line specifically, like, hey, look, Ian Book's the leading passer in the country, and he's not playing in this game, okay? So I'm looking at you guys, offensive line, and I'm looking at you guys, defense, to win, go win this football game for us because we don't have our, our stud quarterback, right? Yeah. And then the offensive line goes out and mauls people, and Notre Dame runs for 365 yards, and the defense goes and plays lights out. 
you know, similarly, like, hey, look, defense, we really need you this game, okay? Syracuse scores a fuck ton of points. Mm -hmm. Our starting quarterback's got a bruised rib or cracked rib or whatever the hell's wrong with him, okay? We may or may not, you know, get the offense that we need, but we need you defense to go out and put these guys on lockdown, and they do it. Yeah. So the fact that you can put a challenge in front of this team and they can respond, and it seems like, I mean, those are like, seriously, like, hey, books out. We're going to have to run the hell out of the ball. The team ran all over Florida State. Yeah. It's a true measure of a hey, team. Hey, this team scores a ton of points. Let's go, let's go lock them down, and they do. So... Maybe that that gives me some hope, not death bucket, you know, blind hope. But I mean, uh, that these that the coaches can ask the kids to do something. We're deficient in this area, or we're down a man, or we're struggling here. Like you got to do your job plus a yeah. little extra to compensate for that, and they seem to be able to do it, and no, that's encouraging. I agree. Notre Dame is a, you're you're right. Notre Dame is eleven uh, and zero. Of course, I am. Notre Dame is eleven and zero right now because of they can flex like that. Notre Dame can adjust like that. They are eleven and zero. However, the question of the day is: Can Notre Dame transcend? a really, really good team like Clemson. And I just don't think that they can. Well, that's where the offensive talent exactly. and firepower exactly. comes into play now, here. Because you don't have Sammy Watkins coming through that door, right? Exactly. And everything you just said is true. And it's been it's been a long time coming. And it's fantastic. And I'm so happy for this team. It's 11-0. and And I think USC is already in the bag. I feel great about that game. Notre Dame's going to make the playoff. All I'm saying is... There's a difference between the fact that Notre Dame can win multiple ways against everybody that's been on their schedule thus far. There's a difference between that and transcending and elevating to playoff caliber football. And I think Notre Dame checks all the boxes right now, but for the first time they go back, I think they'll give Clemson all they got and Clemson would beat them by a touchdown. That's what I think. That's probably fair. And, and, you know, and I think that it would really be a coin flip if they, if they went up against say Michigan again, Alabama, I was like, dude, no, no. If Michigan pops off Ohio state and Notre Dame plays Michigan again, if it shakes up that way, I don't know how it would, but if it did, Clemson would have to lose for that. Exactly. So it doesn't seem like all I'm saying is they belong there. You know, but as far as like putting the money down and saying Notre Dame's capable of advancing to that final game, they're just not there yet. And most teams aren't. Clemson's arguably the only team that's yeah. even that's even able to advance. But I think and nobody's able to beat Bama. But 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 also you gotta score points, man. You have to it's, it no longer is like the Alabama nine, oh, LSU no. six, like that's over. And so for for Notre Dame to be able to start ripping off, you know, thirty six points against Syracuse, and what they score forty something on Florida State, yeah, forty two, uh, forty two on Florida State, and thirty one on Northwestern, and forty four on Navy. I mean, since that pit game, um, which again, Arduzzi threw everything and the kitchen sink at him, but yeah. they put forty five on Bud Foster's Virginia Tech team. They put thirty eight on Stanford. They put fifty six on wake you know so i think in that regard notre dame can put put some point now i don't feel like if they went against oklahoma state or virginia or west virginia if they were in that game i don't know if they're like you know fully automatic yeah yeah right <laughs> i don't know if you i don't know if you can get into a big 12 type of game yeah. and even oklahoma whose defense is trash i think I, i'm curious if notre dame could score point for point with them yeah. like some of those other teams but i think they could put enough to be to make a um a playoff game interesting. And I think their defense can slow somebody else down enough. And again, yeah. same way. If I, I think that if you put the challenge to the guys, whether it's on a uh, more macro 
uh, game, if you say a game is a macro level, then maybe a more micro level, say, hey, listen, here's a series now, Drew Tranquil or defense or whoever, where I need you to go above and beyond the call of duty. You need we need to turn over, go out, something like that. And that they'll respond. Uh, It could be interesting. I mean, they're 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 definitely trending the right way. Well, they got options. I mean, that's the good news. You've seen some of those scenarios you just described with Wimbush. Now you've seen it with Jafar Armstrong. You've seen other guys come in and say, look, we need you to step up the defensive guys. Why are they passing so much to Dexter Williams in this game? Did you notice that the first quarter and a half? I was like, I don't even know if I've seen him throw a pass to Dexter all year. They just threw like nine to him. It's probably a whole nother. It's probably a whole nother podcast. But I saw you had tweeted like, why? Why is you know, why can't we run against Syracuse? And to me, it was just kind of like, just take what's there. Yeah. I mean, the passing was there all freaking day. Okay. And their name was like, there's no reason not to do this. And they can't move the ball against us. And it was just too easy. Yeah. They're throwing underneath. And, you know, Boykin had a couple plays. Just, they were throwing He's just waving Dexter his hands like he's stuck on a raft, yeah, dude. Like, gotcha. I mean, there's a lot of passes okay. like that, which is fine. I mean, it all, it was all very logical. There's some great play calls in the game, but. To me, that's what it is. I mean, Notre Dame is is a textbook team. They're they're like a solid eighty three on the ranking. You know what I mean? Like if this was a Madden team, it's like every single guy on the video game is an eighty four. Yep. You know what I mean? You, you just don't have the ninety nine Randy Moss. I know you oh, never dude. played NFL two K, but I did play that. You don't have the, the ninety nine that you can just like glitch the game and just throw it to him every time. We may, we may not have that guy, but the good news is if you run Sims, you know you got eighty four guys up and down the roster, and you win a ton of games, and that's what Brian yeah. Kelly's doing hats off to him um but if you want to beat your buddy that that has had the game from day one and reads the freaking manual you know what i mean you have to have that one play or player and and their name probably doesn't have that you know but again we'll not on off not on we'll cross that bridge when we get there i mean usc to me to your point earlier what's the ask if you will of the guys it's like don't lose your focus yeah one more week that's all you need this this is not the team that's going to beat you forget the rivalry crap nobody even cares it's like Finish your finish your breakfast. I mean, that's, that's right. all it is. Yep. You know, cool. I mean, so that's, that, that's that's my take for now. That's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is ND Fan Radio on One Foot Down, the One Foot Down podcast. I am Irish Tightness at Irish Tightness on Twitter. My brother ND McFly and his eternal quest for one thousand followers at ND McFly. We'll definitely get there by the playoff. There's plenty of time. Dude, the holidays. What else do you have to do? You're going to be at home shopping on Amazon and following me. That's right. You know what I mean? Black Friday special. You can follow me for free. (laughs) can be about it. Appreciate everybody listening. Go check us out, onefootdown.com.